Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is Lasad and I'm your host. Welcome to the broadcast. Kingdom Prayer by Apostle Stephen A. Garner. We are officially on Kingdom Principle number 30. I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed this book as I have. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, I ask that you go ahead and Listen to the previous broadcast of this book so that you can get a wealth of information on kingdom principles. Amen. So today as we learn about kingdom principle number 30, I want to thank you for tuning in. And I ask that you share, share, share the broadcast. Uh, and I ask. Uh, that if you do want a hard copy, you can get it on Kindle, Amazon.com, and SAGMinistries.com. That's SAG.Ministry.com. SAGMinistries.com. All right. So let's get busy. Uh, Kingdom, principle number 30, prayer establishes the local churches as spiritual power grids for their spheres of influence. Now I had to look up the word power. The word power. Let me get my notes out here. Power. Sorry for the delay. Um, the key Hebrew word is 8633. Phonics spelling is T O KEF. Transliteration is All right. And the definition is power, strength, and energy. But here I love these synonyms of power. Listen to this. It means arm, authority, command, control. It means dominion, mastery. It is essential that we learn this. That is the power of God's word, what we're learning here on today, power and prayer. Amen. So here in James 5, 16, we're going to read this, but prior to let's pray. Scripture verse I want to pray off of is Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd is he is Jehovah Rahi. Amen. My shepherd. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you on this evening, Father God, for you are good. Father God, we just thank you every day, Father God, for you give us strength, a renewed strength on a daily basis, Father God. And we just give you all the glory. We ask that you rain down your glory on this broadcast, Father God. Let everyone that listened to it be 
Father, transformed by your word, be affected by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, be affected by the power of your word, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I give you all glory. Lord, we have, we thank you because we have no lack. Hallelujah. I'm speaking it into existence. I decree it. We have no need. We have no lack. We have all that you have given us. We have, Father God, we thank you. We have abundance, Father God. We have all joy. We have all grace. We have your endless love, Father God. We thank you because your love abounds in us and through us. We praise your holy name, Father God. We thank you in advance, Father God, for you rain down your glory and you establish your kingdom in us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you, we magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. James 5.16, the Amplified Version says, Confess to one another, confess to one another, therefore your faults, your slips, your false, false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest heartfelt continued prayer of the righteous man make tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Hallelujah. The Apostle James provides tremendous insight into the, the dynamic of life inspired through intercession. The heart of any ministry gift will prove to be invaluable when all is said and done. I coined this phrase from a prophet who is a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ. And I quote, the heart of an intercessor in their greatest is their greatest weapon. This statement is in line with Jesus. I mean, with James 5.16, the Amplified, where we are admolished to confess our faults, our slips, etc., to one another in order to be healed to and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. I'm learning this. It's so important. I'm convinced that one of the many reasons for watered down prayer is being on the wrong frequency as it relates to our spiritual tone and the condition of our heart. It's one thing to pray, but a whole new ball game to pray and have access to God's heart and breakthrough. The following list of hindrances to answer prayer is included in Pray Without Ceasing, A Believer's Guide to Effective Intercession. Now, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, pray without ceasing. A Believer's Guide to Effective Intercession is a very powerful book. And it's one of the books that I have read on this broadcast. So I highly recommend that you go back and you listen to this book that I've read. And it's once again, Pray Without Ceasing, 
A Believer's Guide to Effective Intercession. It has tremendous information on how to break through, how to travail, how to be consistent in um, praying, and how to how to um, work out your salvation through prayer. Amen. So we're going to say these 12 hindrances that apostle speaks of. Jot them down so that you can learn them, record them, understand them, overcome them. Number one, dishonor of covenant relationships. He speaks of all relationships, marriage, covenant in the church, friendships. Is, uh, it, honor is honor. You're to honor a covenant relationship. Number two, sin and carnality. Keep yourself pure because it is in being pure that we can overcome the world. Three, doubt and unbelief. If you have doubt and unbelief, God can't work in that. That's the opposite of faith. Number four, fear. Fear too is the opposite of faith. Where there is faith, God can't be there. We have to believe. Double-mindedness is number five. I was recently told that double-mindedness is having a double soul. It is important that we live believing and not wavering in our faith and being double-mindedness in anything that we do. You know, and I'm going to say a little more about that at the end of this broadcast. We have a lot to cover. Six, witchcraft and iniquity. So important to not manipulate in prayer, but to pray the scriptures. Amen. Many people are praying scriptures, are praying the word, but in a manipulative form, which is charismatic witchcraft. And it is witchcraft, period. Seven, unforgiveness. Once again, repent. That's what I do. I repent daily. I ask the God to purify my heart, to make me clean. Pride. Where there is pride, God can't work in you because it is not through your works, but it is in him that we have complete restoration. It is not in you. Pride needs to be cut from the root. Nine, lack of preservance. Number 10, wrong motives. Once again, when you realize that you have the right motive, it's lined up with God's heartbeat. If it's something that you're doing because you want it more than God, then that's a wrong motive. God has to be the center of it. It has to be a motive sent by God, his heartbeat. Number 11, spiritual resistance. Be willing to grow. Be willing to stretch yourself. Be willing to be open-minded. Sometimes the word of God is offensive. 
but it's also expressing it's the God's heartbeat. And we need spiritual growth. So be open and not restrict what God is doing. Don't be spiritual resistance. And last one is number 12, unrighteousness. It is essential that we walk in holiness. Holiness. Amen. The apostle James continues by declaring the earnest heartfelt prayer of the righteous man make tremendous power made available. The King James Version states the effectual fervent, the word fervent comes from the Greek word enro, energo, E-N-E-R-G-O, energo, which means to be active and efficient, while fervent means to boil, become hot like liquid, to grow, so that so the intercessor who has a life of prayer that's effectual and fervent could be classified as one who prays and becomes so effective until they are boiling with intense heart heat, literally growing. This is such a powerful word picture revealing why we need to be intense when we pray. The result of tremendous power being made available. Sometimes the regions and territories where we assemble lack breakthrough, spiritual cleansing and awakening in part to limit to limited intercession. In the mid 1990s, my city, he says, Chicago suffered a tremendous heat wave which ripped through the Midwest and hundreds died due the, to the swirling inferno that blanketed the region. It was like a gateway of hell had opened in our city. The power supply company lacked the inf infrastructure to meet the needs of paying customers who put an overwhelming demand on power supply plants owned by the utility company. As a result, roaming blackouts were implemented during peak daytime hours to ease the demand. This, of course, led to a major overhauling in the days to follow. Yet people were suffering and found the heat to be unbearable. This is true in the spiritual realm as well. There are times when, when the need of people in the physical realm, region, in the physical region to become so demanding and the facilities of the church are exposed. The church, Jesus, is responsible. Um, yeah, the church, Jesus, is responsible for building is one of which the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Yet when darkness rules and boosts itself at the power of a region, we come under direct indictment, indictment 
we are seeing this scenario play out over the earth. This is especially true when murder, rape, corruption, and false religions begin to rise in territories where there are present truth churches. The lack of effectual fervent prayer is the major reason there is a dynamic explosive power made available when we rise the level on our prayer thermostat. What an awesome opportunity we have to extend the kingdom through prayer. It's my heartfelt prayer for believers all around the globe to come forth and take spiritual responsibility for the regions and nations we're called to through effectual fervent prayer. May the fire of prayer burn in you and a holy pursuit to contend in intercession until God breaks open the heavens over your region and comes down like a steady cleansing rain, redeeming, restoring, and refreshing and reviving. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I hope and pray this richly bless you. Until the next broadcast, I will see you soon. God bless you.